Welcome. You're listening to the Michelle Miao Show here on the Progressive Voices Network. On this beautiful Thursday, we are launching a brand new program that we're bringing here on the show, and it's the Jack and Marmar Show. Enjoy. Hello, it's the Jack and Marmar Show. I'm Jack. I'm Marmar. And we're back. (laughs) We are here, we are queer, and we are keeping something. Keeping it real. (laughs) (laughs) We're keeping something. Hey, so um, it is Monday night. It is the night before the primary, California primary. Uh, Several news outlets have announced the presumptive nominee of the Democratic Party is going to (laughs) be Cheeking Hillary Rodham Clinton. And, um, I, right. (laughs) Um, this is huge for many reasons, but let's just back up a little bit of history. So 2008 at this time Mm -hmm. before the California primary, um, which actually Barack Obama lost Hillary Clinton won the California primary. But he still went on to be the presumptive nominee. At this point in time, he had less delegates than her. Okay? This mm-hmm. is how misogyny and weirdness kind of works. Mm-hmm. He had less delegates than her, but people were saying the presumptive nominee is Barack Obama. Okay, Barack everybody Obama. get in line. We got to go against Rom. Who was it's it? It's just so weird. Who was it? Romney. Hey, no, 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 no. 2008, I could, totally forgot. Who were they running it? McCain. 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 So, so Hillary bowed out gracefully and told all her supporters, we got to get behind, do whatever we can to get Obama elected, keep the Democratic Party unified. Very graceful, very amazing. I mean, one of the reasons, of course, he asked her to be Secretary of State. Besides that, she's amazing. Um, So now, fast forward eight years, we're at that same junction, same same point in time. Wow. And people are like, oh, no, 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 it's not over till it's over. It's like, it's over, okay? Ah, and give her the moment of being the presumptive nominee. I think, like, at 3 I o'clock think at today. this point, we can just call it, you know? Right? Okay, so there's point, still a huge election tomorrow. <laughs> a lot of states are voting. The big prize is California. People need to vote. At We are, broad, we are taping this the night before, the but night it's going to be broadcast two days after. after. So I'm going to make a projection. Okay, what's your projection? Boom, 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 boom. <laughs> I'm going to say she takes California. Okay. She takes New Jersey. Uh, and I don't care about the rest of the state. <laughs> <laughs> well, California's like the big one. Right. And there's other ones that are mostly white people, and Bernie might win those, but who cares? So the whole point of it right. is that She's going to win. She is the nominee. She will go on to fight Donald J. Bloated Bully oh, Trump. Jesus. And, that and is going to be crazy. Just be done with it. Yeah. So Bernie people need to just jump in line like yeah. she did. I believe they are. They're going behind to Obama. Behind Hillary. Yeah. They need to get over the whole like, oh, we're going to contest the yeah. convention because we got nothing better to do. They need to let it go. They're just, it's not. Okay. I understand the energy. I understand the the (laughs) drive that is behind a lot of this. I mean, it is the apex of frustration with, you know, the establishment and the have and the have nots and people don't give me this. And, but like Hillary is going to make shit happen. And that's all I have to say. And so we will, hello. So we will (laughs) recycle and return back to this moment. But yeah, we're the night before the California primary and, it's just kind of nuts. 
people are losing their shit. Yeah. But they're I'm starting just... to calm down. Some people have got champagne on ice ready because this they is got the history. Ready. Well, it's history. I history mean, in the making. a woman, a very experienced, <laughs> amazing woman, I'll say, is about to become a nominee for president of the United States. And yeah. if she wins, which she will, she will be the president, Madam President. Madam President. You know, they got the vote. <laughs> women got the vote in 19, what, 20? So yeah. it's been less than 100 years. Wow. We're, we're going to finally have a female president. It's a pretty emotional thing. I mean, wow. what's really cool for me, especially as your mom, is, you know, to have three brown sons who got to come of age under Obama is like the big boss of the world. And now (laughs) think of all those little girls and also you, my sons to see that this righteous woman is going to be a boss of the world. Yeah. And it shows that America is still progression, uh, progressing as a, as a nation. We're the leader. Yeah. We got to set good examples. We, we have to be an example of, you know, lead by example and show an example of good power. Right, um, right. But, yeah, it's huge. You know when she was a little kid, she wrote to NASA? Oh, yeah, I heard about that. Wanted to be an astronaut, and they were like, I'm sorry, sorry. No, no little words. girls, girls don't become <laughs> astronauts. And she's like, well, bitch, I'll cut you and I'll become president. <laughs> okay? That is going to be so funny. If she becomes president and then she go to NASA, hello. Hi. <laughs> You're going to shoot a rocket just for me. You're going to shoot all the rockets I tell you to shoot. You're going to name a rocket after me. Okay? That's right. That's right. <laughs> well, she needs to dig the old farts up that told her that. The people at NASA now... They're applaud all women. Right. They're still alive. They love women and like women <laughs> to come to NASA. But yeah, like the old farts who told her that, like, give me a shovel. We'll dig them up. And hi, we're joined by Brenda Vaccaro right now. <laughs> <laughs> That's producer Char, who's been suffering from a cold all week. I'm sorry, I've been sick. I didn't suffer too much to buy my red, white, and blue decorations for election party tomorrow. Because voting is always a party, no matter who you vote for. Well, and you've you've already voted. Yeah. I did. You were the early bird. Well, Hillary wrote to me. (laughs) (laughs) She sent a memo. And she said, Charlene, we really want you to vote early. I said... You said, okay. Okay. <laughs> and because we live out here in these parts, I actually know where the county seat is and like could drive my little self to Martinez. Oh, there you yeah. go. So cute. Put that ballot in. It was a great time. as at the county clerk's office. Wow. And I believe you and only you would have a great time at the county clerk's <laughs> office. <laughs> I believe you. I wish I would have had cupcakes. <laughs> cupcakes. Okay. Well, guess what I did today. What did you do? I met Bill Clinton, President Bill Okay, Clinton. you have to tell me about that. Well, is this like how Hillary wrote to me and another two million people? Like, or did you really, really meet Bill? No, she really just wrote to you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Wait, I want to hear do about you Bill. see how sunburnt I am? I wish the listening audience could see this. <laughs> Um, I'm suffered. I'm hurt. really sunburnt and I'm sticky because I, <laughs> <laughs> I I cut an aloe vera plant and rubbed it all. Over you my look face. like a red bell pepper and then it's, you dipped it in aloe vera. It's plant. very healing. 
It yeah. dries. It yeah. smells a little different, like armpits or something, but it was really, really good. So anyway. You have to do that, like, constantly. All night. I yeah. know. I'm just going to, like, stick duct tape, like, aloe vera to my face <laughs> no, and go to bed. No duct tape. So this is how it happened, though. Okay. I went out to Antioch to Marsh Elementary School, and... Wasn't, like, over 100 degrees in Antioch? Pretty much. Oh, Lord. And you are dedicated. And I was in the bright sun, <laughs> and... It was horrible, but finally he came out and he stood up on this flatbed truck and we started talking. Oh a pickup truck. You right. keep saying a flatbed truck, <laughs> which to those of us from the country who know what that is, that's oh, a long, right. big flatbed right. truck. So he was long. in the back. Well, they us. had the back pulled down, so my oh, brakes so had flattened. Sure. That's called yeah, a tailgate. Right. He was in a simple ah, pickup truck. He brought it to the basics. You're right. Yeah. In Antioch. Wow. Which I was like, wait, what's the symbolism of this? I mean, besides that it's like, you know, formerly an economically depressed area that <laughs> that was not funny. <laughs> like <laughs> what the viewing listening audience did not see is now I had to deal with my son burning down. Oh, oh yeah, without sorry. laughing at our economically depressed areas. No, but we've got them and we live in them and we've dealt with it. Yeah. And thanks to, you know, the Bush years and uh, the home meltdown and everything else. Just pause. Okay. Omar okay. has to take over. <laughs> <laughs> so Bill Clinton on the back of a pickup truck is like an image to see. You guys have to In a blue it. gingham shirt. <laughs> <laughs> and I guess he's macrobiotic now or vegan or doesn't eat because of his quadruple bypass surgery, which is really sad and scary. He's but turning that Arkansas upside down. He's still rocking and rolling. And, and the greatest part was that he came out and was like, look, somebody telling you we're going to make America great again. I'm a white Southerner. That's code. That's code for like we're gonna make America white again. We're gonna mm. we're gonna take back. We're gonna go back fifty years. Right. He's like, like let me tell you something. Right. That is code word, right. and it especially code for people who need to look at him like, oh, yes. okay. And it was deep, and a lot of people were like, whoa. He's like, so you got to take this serious, and this is no laughing matter. And it was scary. People do have to take it serious, because a lot of people don't take Trump serious, or they're not taking his antics and what he's saying is serious, but like you said it again, let, let's let make America great again. Like, America's already great. And it's going to be greater with the future. <laughs> I mean, that was Clinton's point today, watching him speak on a pickup truck. One of the things Bill Clinton talked about today when I went and saw him at the rally in 100 degree heat um, was he was saying, like, okay, look. I'm I'm talking about here's Trump saying let's make America great again, which is mm. bullshit crap for, you know, let's go back fifty years when people were beaten at lunch counters, sitting at white only lunch counters. And here Bill Clinton's in eastern Kentucky in coal mining territory talking to this eighteen year old kid and this kid's in, you know, working on programming these little tiny drone things that are gonna go into satellites out in yeah. space and they're working with NASA. And it's all about clean energy, and he's doing it on 3D printers, and Bill Clinton's just like, well, you know, kids like you are going to be solving the problem how we can get more 
solar panels and and he's like oh no we can shrink them we can we can make them small wow. so like every house every you know and this is in coal country where like they they need 30 billion dollars to revitalize the the economy or replace it from coal to clean mm-hmm. energy and they are working on answers and they were they you know she promised yesterday at a rally that she's going to put in solar panels everywhere and hey, it's not just California or places where the sun always shines. New Jersey is the second biggest, you know, solar panel uh, installation site to to do renewable and clean energy. So anyway, it was a good story. You don't often hear it with the pundits screaming on right. CNN and everything else. And to give this kind of like, this is what's happening in coal country. So anything is possible. And this is an 18 year old kid doing this. this and oh, it's wow. amazing. And um, that is amazing. besides it, you know, he lists her various accomplishments like the the uh you know healthcare for children and and adoption and safe family act and family medical leave act and equal paycheck act i mean it's on and on and on you know um so anyway uh stumping for hillary at this point because it looks like she is the presumptive nominee and we do have to fight trump there's no more bullshit there's no more eggshelling it around we have to unite and and take this guy down so, so that took that's... a lot out of me. <laughs> um, we're going to take a little break, and we'll be right back with the Jack and Marmar Show. You're listening to the Progressive Voices Channel on TuneIn. Please help us grow. Tell your friends to tune in to Progressive Voices. Find out more at ProgressiveVoices.com. I think we're ready. We're really doing this. Yeah, I'm ready for our family. So where do we start? (laughs) Starting a family is a team effort, and when life needs a little encouragement, Pacific Fertility Center will be right by your side. As a unified team of the best fertility specialists, guided by the highest ethical standards, Pacific Fertility Center provides patients with compassionate fertility care. Visit PacificFertilityCenter.com. This is a true story about two best friends who fell in love and moved across the country to the city by the bay. After many years of dating, Jen and Jacqueline are now planning their dream wedding. It's a big moment in everyone's life when you say I do, especially when you can make choices for your authentic life and your loved ones too. Congratulations, Jen and Jacqueline. Live your authentic life. A special message brought to you by Weatherford BMW. When asked, 90% of seniors say they want to remain in their own homes as they age. Hello, I'm Charles Symes, owner of Allegra Home Care. Our caregivers have been serving seniors and the aging community for over 20 years. Allegra Home Care is the only Bay Area home care agency that is LGTB certified. Helping LGTB seniors stay at home is our passion. Please visit us at www.alegrecare.com. Allegra Home Care, serving your community. Hey, and we're back with the Jack and Marmar show. So we're going to put a pin in the Hillary and the politics. And we have another major issue to talk about, which is, I know some of you guys heard of the Supergirl show. I don't see that, but I know mom has. Mom and Cesare, that's like their show. Um, (laughs) It's called Supergirl. Comes on on CW or CBS, one of the two. (laughs) CW. CW, yeah. And um, one of the stars, Jeremy Jordan... 
he he has a gay cousin named Sarah who is 17 years old. Um, I'm just gonna give you the background story before I go into the to the headlining news, which is his gay cousin Sarah, 17 year old, was wanted to take her girlfriend to get a prom. What where they live? Where the, I'm not sure where they live. Okay, well, <laughs> I'll look it up. Keep going. And um, backstory on Sarah. She runs cross country. She's in the top 10% of her class. She belongs to National Honor Society in the Bay Team. And she's gay. Her parents, um, when her parents found out that she was taking a girl to prom, Mm -hmm. they quickly shut it down. Mm -hmm. And um, they admittedly um, recruited her to the Christian, the Texas Christian Boarding School aim to cure her for her homosexuality. Oh, God. Like, I didn't know if that was still around. Seriously, they're still trying to do that? Yeah, I'm like, are you serious? Oh, my God. Remember the Alamo. Let's invade Texas and set her free. <laughs> yeah. Where? What town in Texas? Like, we got a pitchfork in the back. We got two. Let's bring our pitchforks. Look up the name of the school. She's 17 and still in 17, high school. Yeah. And so... So he's so what he's doing he's um he needs to raise he created a GoFundMe account okay um to raise twenty thousand dollars for um the legal fees for the attorneys because since she's not a legal guardian or a parent to her he has to go the legal route okay and so the attorney fees and stuff will um and he's just a cousin he's just her first cousin okay okay and he needs to oh my raise God. twenty thousand dollars to at least create a case and have lawyers write up a, an appeal and everything. This and that's going to be so about $20,000. So. And tell about how nobody can contact her. Yeah. Oh, and she's like completely cut off. She's off the radar. Um, the only people that know where she's at is, um, well, Jeremy Jordan and her parents. Um, she's cut off from the world. She doesn't have her cell phone. She can't send out going calls. She can't receive incoming calls. She can't be in contact with nobody that's not at the facility oh my with her. god and and where like her girlfriend must be freaking out right Ugh. yeah i'm just seeing it now yeah he's he's trying to save his cousin sent to pray away the gay facility oh good god east texas christian boarding facility we gotta find the name and start just bombarding i want to send them postcards with like you know, unicorns and rainbow colors on it. We could just bombard the place and send, um, get people to write letters and, mm-hmm. and send packages to her. So, okay, you're going to check our Facebook page soon and we're going to post the info. So yeah. what's his name again? Jeremy Jordan. And he's in Supergirl. He's in Supergirl. On CW. On C- CBS. C- we don't know. One of the C's. One of the C's. Anyway, <laughs> his cousin... Because she's a minor. She's not 18 she's yet. If she yeah. was 18, God, when is her birthday? Right. Her free. <laughs> so she's being free forced against her will and stuck in this oh, like Christian prison. Let's send copies of But I'm a Cheerleader. Seriously. <laughs> to be sent to her. Okay, we're Where's gonna... RuPaul? RuPaul, come save her. Yeah, not allowed to have visitors. Cannot leave the property. She tried to escape once and was caught by the staff and returned to the facility. Oh Jesus my goodness. Christ. This is crazy. It's being held hostage. You should be able to sue. Well, so, that's what um, he's trying to do, I guess. Okay, well, we're going to post info on our, our Facebook page, Jack and Marmar, and we're going to, we want people to, to bombard this facility with 
letters and packages and phone calls and like any way we can and we will put all that info up. This is ridiculous. We need to do some detective work. We gotta find out what it is. Pray away the gay. Yeah, they they've got the GoFundMe page. <laughs> I mean, that's all. That's all the information we have right now. Um, we will keep everybody. We got posted. Google Satellite. We'll figure this out. <laughs> Seriously, everybody we'll get posted. some Janet um, Reno on this. I'm telling you, get some RuPaul dressed up like Janet Reno. <laughs> no, it's serious. So they're so going to have a hearing on, in July. They're saying, oh um, God, they're locking her up and not letting her go to Pride. Mm-mm. Mm-mm-mm. Sarah needs your help, people. Go to GoFundMe.com. We're going to free Sarah. We're going to get some more info and put on the Facebook page. Well, speaking of Pride, do you, is the Stonewall miniseries going to happen? Oh, yeah. So they're actually um, filming it now, like got getting everything, the crew, the cast, and everything. And it's going to air in 2017, so next year. Who are um, the stars, you know? They, they haven't released it out yet. They just released out that little, you know, a little blimp of information. Because there was a movie, right? And people were a little upset about it. That it kind of whitewashed or mm-hmm. straight So hopefully the, the series is going to be a little bit more diverse. Okay, good. And show some, like, butch dykes and trans women and folks that were fighting. Also, this is the 50th anniversary of the Compton Cafeteria. We talked about that on the last yeah, show. Yeah, we did. Yeah, a lot of stuff's coming up. We we got a whole Pride show coming up, folks, so don't it's worry. It's Pride Month. I know. Yesterday was Santa Cruz Pride um, and Sacramento Pride and Sonoma Pride. And coming up this weekend That's... is Boston Pride. Boston. So That's going to be a big one. Yeah. So there's a lot coming up. Um, wow. No, I'm so bummed about Sarah. Jesus Christ. Yeah. It's... Like, why isn't that on CNN? Like, I know Gorilla is important. And I'm an animal lover, but come on, we need, we need stuff like that. Twitter to, uh, tell Anderson. Yeah. I yeah. will tweet to Anderson Cooper. You're right. They do. I they mean, do. it's crazy to know, like, we think America, our nation is coming, like, is progressing so much, but we still have these little, you know, glimpses of, you know, hate and homophobia that we still got to conquer. It's disgusting. And they think, you know, I mean, this poor kid, they're going to drive her to wanting to kill herself. Right, like, what if she commits suicide in here? Ugh. Hang herself or something. It's horrible. Okay. Let me knock on wood, but... It's horrible. That's a mess. But, so more information about the, um, the Stonewall miniseries. So, it's okay. going to be called When I Rise. Oh. Right? I love it. <laughs> so, it's called When I Rise. Kind of Maya Angelou. <laughs> So it's basically going to tell the story about, you know, the gay movement, the LGBTQ movement from start to present. Okay. Um, back in, I believe it started like in the 60s, 1960s. And so wow. just stay on the lookout for that on ABC um, 2017. Cool. Mm-hmm. I'm sure that'll be fun when they do the extras casting call and everything for that. Oh, But they got to have time period clothing. Yeah, and I want to, I should, I need to find out the auditions. I want to go audition. Yeah, you need to get involved in that. You might have to change your hairstyle, depending on what era. I mean, the riot was in the 70s, so, you know. What kind of hair is that? Get yourself some platform boots or something. 
Oh yeah, you know, call yeah, for Tina like, Delia. Tina oh, yeah. Shout out to Tina Delia. Shout out to yeah. Tina. She's gonna be doing some casting, I'm sure, with that one. Yeah, she's been doing a lot of work. I've been seeing her post on Facebook. She's been doing a lot of like auditions and stuff like that. So shout out to Tina. Yeah, she works for a lot of different casting agencies, and she used to work for Glad. She's she's a righteous, fabulosity dyke from way back. That was Quav. Oh well, community and that yeah, quad. People who did serious stuff, not glad who you know came down on Tim Time. Okay, I'll shut up. <laughs> That's producer Shar of the Jack and Marmar show, <laughs> otherwise known as Brenda Vaccaro right now because she's recovering from a cold. We love you. Okay, I'll shut up. So amazing. I'm just done about that. That making this um show. Um, because we used to be shunned upon, you know, our community, like, oh, yeah. nobody wants to, to show us in no kind of light, and now we're getting all the spotlight, now we're trending and everything, so, well, we just, as long as it comes with safety, that focus and that spotlight comes with legal protection and equality and justice, you right, know, and right. not like, oh, there's little 17-year-old gay Sarah, get her, you yeah, know, right. like this pitchfork witch hunt, East Texas, Ugh. That's scary. I mean, like, what does this facility, you know, what do they, like, do? They show you, like, things of glee while they're making you smell stinky stuff. It's like, you know, bad association therapy. It's probably worse. It's probably, like, they're, um, they're frying her brain. Oh, God. So true. They're probably frying her brain. Okay, we need to get a posse together and go down there. Yeah, you have to be outside the window. Seriously. Who's the Congress people down there? We need to get them yeah, involved. Yeah, we need to write her better. We need to make this go viral. Well, there's the election, and then... The, oh, you had something... Um, speaking of gay rights uh, internationally and whatnot, you had something about... Oh, yeah, Mexico. So they're... Um, I don't know if it's a rumor or if it's true, but they're supposedly passed the same-sex um, marriage in Mexico. I think it got passed. Yeah, it was a few it years back. No, it wasn't that long ago. We talked about something, but no, a lot of different Latin American countries are finally coming. You know, they've been so, like, colonized and influenced by the Catholic Church and those kind of dogmatic beliefs, but I believe something, some ruling was recent, but yeah, no, it's huge. It's huge. It's huge, and it's amazing, and everybody's going to be married and be one. That's the mission here. Yeah. Not just five, six states. We want the whole nation. We want it to be federal legal. Well, and it's not just marriage. I mean, the marriage part is key, especially for gay families, and to make sure that, that the children are protected mm-hmm. um, and survivor rights and everything else. But the fact that just, you know, they're pushing it through with marriage because it's it's safe, right? Yeah. But then what we're seeing with the backlash with the transgender bathroom issues is, mm. is like the backlash because it's like if they can't get us in the bedroom, they're going to get us yeah, in the bathroom. bathroom. You know? And it's just <laughs> crap. It's just another reason we need a Democrat in the big it's boss Because people house. are afraid of change. When people just accept change and stop trying to and stop it, it's just going to be a better, everybody's going to be more happy. Well, speaking of change, how is it for you? You work in San Francisco. Yeah. You're in San Francisco a lot. Yeah. Have you noticed a change over the last year or so or mm-hmm. in downtown Oakland? You were there the other night yeah. hanging out for First Friday. Is there a change that's palpable to you that mm-hmm. you feel like more accepting or more threatening mm-hmm. or where are things at? Me personally, I, I could 
speak for myself. Um, back when in my tween years, when I used to be like in downtown Oakland, San Francisco, I really didn't feel as like safe, like being like you know my colorful self. But then now, I actually feel like it's a little bit more accepting, which is weird. I don't well, know if it's, if it's me and my confidence, or if it's is it just the community and the people. Mm. So maybe it's, maybe it's a little bit of both. Well, um, and how how is it for you? I mean, if you're feeling more confident, but have the people changed? Or I got like any like side eyes? And yeah, stuff like that. yeah. Um, no, I see a lot. I've seen a lot of gay couples in, in downtown Oakland and San Francisco. Like okay. a lot. I see a lot of a um, lot more in Oakland. A lot of them. I'm like, mm-hmm. wow, like this is new. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like they're holding hands, PDA, and everything. Um, Female, male, like, both. Okay, a, a lot more males. Okay. Yeah. Really? In downtown mm-hmm. Oakland? Yeah. Wow. All right. We got to talk about that. We'll be <laughs> right back with Jack and Marmar show. You're listening to the Progressive Voices channel on TuneIn. Please help us grow. Tell your friends to tune in to Progressive Voices. Find out more at ProgressiveVoices.com. I'm Heclina. I've been doing drag here in San Francisco for almost 20 years and uh, over the past couple of months I just opened up my club Oasis. It's been going really well. People really seem to appreciate the space. It's something people say San Francisco really needs right now because the city has been changing a lot. I always had this attitude of, of opening a space that was kind of like for everybody and that's just kind of the attitude and the, the, uh, the ethics of Oasis. This is kind of a space for everybody. How does it feel to be a business owner? I don't know. You know, it's funny because I still need to, I still have to kind of pinch myself to believe it's actually true. You know what I mean? Like I walk in there and, and I go up to the bar and I go, oh, can I please have a glass of water? You know, it's kind of like I forget that it's my place. Running gay clubs, it's changed a lot. Um, I think that uh, gay people now, feel they're everywhere. They don't feel like they have to maybe be in a gay bar all the time. So you have to be much more creative about how you are enticing people to come out to your club. I I guess I'm successful because I'll just say it, I work really hard at what I do. I also like to provide a really quality experience for people. So yes, you know, people will pay to see my shows and pay to come to my club, but I always like like to give them something that's worth it. The experience that they'll, they'll leave my shows going, okay, that was worth it, you know what I mean? This has always been my attitude just to entertain people and so it seems like that works you know I would say to young kids you know just kind of form your own identity and uh, and you know don't let others dictate how you should behave or think you can always go to sfoasis.com to find out about all the entertainment and nightlife that we have going on at Oasis if you want to see drag we've got that for you if you want to see some queer hip hop parties or queer dance parties we have that for you Spotlight on success and achievement brought to you by Wells Fargo Together, we'll go far. Hey, we're back. It's the Jack and Marmar show. We're keeping it clear, keeping it real, keeping it queer, <laughs> keeping it everything. Keeping it everything. Anyway, so let's get back to talking about you hanging out and working and being in downtown Oakland and yeah. downtown San Francisco as yeah. a gay man of color. Yeah. So you said before we took the break that you saw more male couples yeah. in downtown Oakland. Yeah. And these are black men, white men, Latin men. A lot of white men. And okay. then a few interracial couples. Okay. Which is kind of cool to see. And like of, PDA. Full on. Yeah, PDA, which I don't, don't really care for. I'm like, get a room. But it's uh, PDA. You oh, know? please. Look at you. <laughs> but like where? 
And like up, they call it Uptown now. Oh, okay. So just you know, by, on the by the yeah, Paramount, yeah, by Square. Um, it's a it's a lot of difference. Um, one thing that Mom brought to my attention was um, there's kind of like two sides. Like, it's it's I feel like it's a little different if you're younger and getting your out. Um, right. I feel like you're you're going to be more targeted as opposed to being an older mm. older getting out in in the streets. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, why is you're that? alone or with more people or you feel it's a use. Yeah, you're more targeted if you're alone. And, and it's If an you're alone show. and fabulous by yourself. <laughs> of course, because they can't handle it. <laughs> they can't handle it. People are afraid of what they don't know. And I, it was so weird. I was looking at this one definition of homophobia and there was like, it's the fear that a man is being treated like a woman. Hmm. So, um, it was like this meme and this guy was checking out, um, this other guy's butt mm-hmm. and he just felt like he was being treated like a woman. That's like what made objectified. Objectified. So that would made him like homophobic because he didn't want to be treated like a woman. He mm-hmm. wanted to be treated like a man. And so that just made me think about it mo- more about like what really is homophobia? Like, is it the fear? Is it the fear of gay people or is it the fear of being objectified? Right. Well, I mean, it's everything because men are so ingrained to, I mean, misogyny is deeper than anything because men from day one are so indoctrinated to be anything but Mm -hmm. female. Like you are not to cry. Mm -hmm. You are not to be soft. You are not to, you know, and so to, to show anything that would be misconstrued as anything remotely female is just primarily like right. not okay. Not okay. And and it's really intense because I mean I know straight men too who are just like oh my god I got to live up to this like ideal macho, macho thing you know and that's not them yeah. even though their orientation may be straight. And I think with gay I mean the true thing of homophobia it's it's an irrational fear mm-hmm. you know so an irrational fear of, of what, you know, you're just being an asshole, basically. <laughs> it's, it's not. It's, Homophobia, aka asshole. Yeah, it's not. It's kind of a misnomer. I mean, I saw, like, I think it was Morgan Freeman or somebody said that. They're just like, you know, the true meaning of homophobia is an irrational fear of men. It's like, no, just admit you're being an asshole. Yeah. Um, but I think that it's very deeply, and especially the gay male community, and you can speak mm-hmm. more of this, mm-hmm. that fe- feminine men are femmes, mm-hmm. it, it just, it's not okay for oh, a lot yeah, of people. Yeah, let me speak on that, because yeah. I just feel like, because I'm very feminine, um, I am in touch with my, with my masculine side, I like to think so, some people say, no, you're not, but oh well. <laughs> um, but <clears throat> I feel like in the gay community, we still um, want that masculinity mm-hmm. that still is praised less than um, the feminine mm-hmm. side, mm-hmm. and it's kind of sad because we already get this from this from the heterosexual people, the straight mm-hmm. people, and I just think we have to get past this as gay men. We need to embrace our feminine side more. Do you have men that you're dating or interested in that like tell you to like? What do they say? They act, you know, like oh, act more butch. They want mask, mask. That's yeah, what they say. M A S K. Um, which is so weird. Um, like out in public or behind closed doors or just like everything? Well, this is it. Okay. This is probably TMI. So, um, they oh want God. you to I be- am your mother. <laughs> speak in code. 
<laughs> so they want you to be mass masculine like when right. you're out in public right but when you're like in bed they want you to be like real like feminine and stuff like that uh-huh. so you kind of like got to play like all these roles uh-huh. and you really can't be yourself and it's just first that's why i just don't that's why i don't date because it, it's a lot it's a lot to do mm-hmm. and it's hard to find that that one person that really loves and, you and these are you. out men yeah out okay. men yeah okay. out men and um they they just want that because i feel like in our in and in, in gay men mind they still like in their mind their mask the masculine masculinity masculinity my, your masculinity my tongue got stuck at the top of my my mouth <laughs> um, it's, it's a mouthful <laughs> They they got in his head and and I'm and I'm a victim of this too. I do this as well. Um, they have in his head that um, it's so sexy to be macho and stuff mm-hmm. like that, and mm-hmm. a man being feminine is not attractive and mm-hmm. or whatever. Um, which is not true. I mean, mm-hmm. how do I say this? Um, sexual identity shouldn't have to be labeled in all these subcategories. Right. You know, it right. should just be. Um, it shouldn't be Omar, oh, Omar's gay or Jackie's lesbian or Shar's lesbian. It should be mm-hmm. like that's just Shar, that's just Jackie, that's just oh, that's just Omar. You know, mm-hmm. we shouldn't have like these sub labels that, especially when it comes to sexual orientation and sexual um, like desires. You can't, you can't pigeonhole people in a box. Yeah, yeah, because it's just like you know what you feel empowered in. Like you like to be sassy. You like yeah. To be, you know, that's where you, you have your little power button joy. But, and some days I feel feminine and some days and, I want, I feel masculine. Right. So it's just... It's I'm, like some days you want to wear your glasses and be quiet. <laughs> and some days you want to comb your hair straight up and yeah. be really loud. I yeah. mean, and you should be able to be, feel free and comfortable to do that. And which, that's what, you could do that, but the part that people have to be is more accepting of it. And you don't have to understand it. Yeah. It's fine if you understand it. But just be respectful of the person and accept accept them as who they are. Right. Because you shouldn't try to um, make somebody feel bad about their stuff just because you don't like, just because it makes you uncomfortable and you don't understand something. Yeah. And do you feel like it's more <clears throat> like men that want you to not, when they then they say you know be more mass and it's all of the, the the younger gay men it's mostly that, um, younger gay men mm-hmm, that do that that do that that's why like older gay men oh, i'll put it out in the universe oh god <laughs> i don't want to hear about this it's just <laughs> be safe be sane um no but it's really true and it's it's interesting because in like the dyke community yeah and you know butch femme and Femmes who date butches or trans men, or I mean, it's just, it, it's interesting because some don't like. There's some people who want you to be like pass, like look like a man, but mm-hmm. you know, total thing. And then there's others who are like, no, I love that you're gender queer and that you're different, and yeah. you know, like for me, I definitely feel more gender nonconforming. It was like, no, it, it's very very few that I pass. Like, I pass in passing, and then all of a sudden they get it. You know, there's like a moment, but then it's like, oh, whoa, whoa. You know, it's not like I'm 100% passing. But I love it. But there is that moment of like, oh, wait, you're not a woman. Oh, you're just, and I always am like, no, I'm a different kind of woman. Right. You know, and I think people don't, like you said, they don't 
allow their mind to wrap around anything mm-hmm. that's well that's where you say gender is fluid you know yeah. wrap their mind around anything that is not just in a box and you know and there is like some things like i was having this me and nathaniel my gay best friend in la we always have like these deep conversations about this stuff because i'm like i'm a real liberal when it comes to this like i feel like um sexual identity gender it shouldn't be really labeled and he's and he was just like, no, certain things need to have labels, which is true. Certain things is supposed to have label, like a street is supposed to be labeled, or a TV mm-hmm. or a coffee mm-hmm. pot is supposed or to be labeled. Ingredients, right? Yeah. That's supposed to be labeled. But um, your sexual identity, sexual orientation, your sexual desires, like we shouldn't have to label that and put it in a box and tie it up with a pretty bow and make it look pretty. Yeah. No, it should just be. It is what it is. Well, for some folks, it is in flux and it does change. Yeah. Um. You know, with other folks, they pretty much know themselves and know what pushes their hot buttons. I think, um, you know, they don't, the key is you, you don't want stuff put on you. You don't yeah. want the assumptions put on you. Yeah. It's like, hey, today yeah. I'm feeling like, the, or this is what I'm into. And granted, desires and, you know, things that you're really into and that, you know, trip your triggers, they can change through the yeah. years. You know, what you used to think was super hot mm-hmm. might be something totally yes. different now, like yes. you said, you know. But I think the biggest piece is that we don't want those labels put on us. Mm-hmm. We want to come from a place of power and empowerment and say, nope, this is where I'm at right now. Right. And that's the difference and that's the key. Yeah. Oh, show. Well, this Mexican same-sex marriage issue is blowing up. You talked about it earlier. And now I'm yeah, getting, you got up, some more information I'm getting upset because what? they were going to push same-sex marriage, and now there's, like, protests all over the country of Mexico and all these, like, religious groups. And it's like, you know, they're going through what we we went went through. through. Right. And so thousands of Mexicans in 26 states, as well as the United States, Italy, Spain, and even Russia, protested against Pina Nieto's push to impose the gay agenda, the gay, quote-unquote, on the entire country through propaganda (laughs) campaigns. Homosexualist sex ed programs in school and marriage for people of the same sex. So they're just totally going crazy because um, the the current president tried to push through progressive right, agenda. Right. Um, oh, Mexico, come on, stay strong. Yeah. So that's really hard. I mean, they're just such you know in, influenced by the Catholic Church and still like taking those colonizing shackles off. Um, so we'll keep track of Mexico. So yeah, big protests last last night and across the country of Mexico. Uh, this is far right wing protesters yeah. against the the president trying to get same sex marriage through. They want to write it into the constitution, and people are flipping out. They need to write it into the constitution. <sighs> Doesn't make any you. sense. People, be as you are. And it's equal protection under the law. This is what pisses me off. And people are, you know, especially queers that want to be so radical. They're just like, oh, it's just a single issue. The same, you know, we need to get past the marriage narrative. Like it's a, you know, grim fairy tale. I'm like, okay, look, you do incremental change. We can riot in the streets. We can, you know, break somebody's window. But we need to get equal protection protection under the law and yeah, that's how we, we start to change gay, things we need, we need more gay politicians seriously there's some <laughs> there's um new ones coming out too we'll have a whole list of them on our facebook page yeah besides like there's a transgender politician running for there's, office um the secretary of defense he's gay that obama appointed 
Oh yeah, that now that's kind of interesting. Yeah, like he he operates the army, which is like like <laughs> gay military, one of those village people. So um, anyway, we'll we're gonna stop at that topic right then. We'll be right back, Jack and Marmar show. I think we're ready. We're really doing this. Yeah, I'm ready for our family. So where do we start? (laughs) Starting a family is a team effort, and when life needs a little encouragement, Pacific Fertility Center will be right by your side as a unified team of the best fertility specialists guided by the highest ethical standards Pacific Fertility Center provides patients with compassionate fertility care. Visit PacificFertilityCenter.com. This is a true story about two best friends who fell in love and moved across the country to the city by the bay. After many years of dating, Jen and Jacqueline are now planning their dream wedding. It's a big moment in everyone's life when you say, I do. Especially when you can make choices for your authentic life and your loved ones too. Congratulations, Jen and Jacqueline. Live your authentic life. A special message brought to you by Weatherford BMW. When asked, 90% of seniors say they want to remain in their own homes as they age. Hello, I'm Charles Sines, owner of Allegra Home Care. Our caregivers have been serving seniors and the aging community for over 20 years. Allegra Home Care is the only Bay Area home care agency that is LGTB certified. Helping LGTB seniors stay at home is our passion. Please visit us at www.alegrecare.com. Allegra Home Care serving your community. Thanks for listening to the Progressive Voices Network, streaming the best in progressive talk 24-7. Keep the progressive conversation going on on Facebook. Like us at facebook.com forward slash progressive voices. On the Progressive Voices Facebook page, we update the stories that our hosts like Tom Hartman, Stephanie Miller, Bill Press, and Leslie Marshall will be talking about during their shows. And we share great news, commentaries, opinion pieces, and videos from all over the progressive world. Always progressive, always on. Be part of the progressive conversation. Like us at facebook.com forward slash progressive voices. We're back. It's the Jack and Marmar show. Hello. We're so crazy. <laughs> you don't have to be. So we're here, honey. Yes. And queer. So what is the topic du jour? You were telling me earlier that Tinder is changing and yeah. rules or something. So the whole Tinder thing, I know everybody know what Tinder is. Um, this is, I'm going to say gay dating app. But um, it's it, a dating app. It's not. That's Grinder. <laughs> that's Grinder. But uh, Tinder is... Um, but they do offer um, um, gay services too, but it's mainly for heterosexual people. Um, I'm just gonna read a quote from the CEO, um, Rad. His name is Rad. It's short for his for this weird name that I can't pronounce. Um, he says, "One challenge we face at Tinder is making sure our tens of millions of users around the world have the same user experience. No matter who you are, no matter what you're looking for, you should get." Quality matches through the Tinder experience. There's an there's an important transgender and gender non-conforming community on Tinder who haven't had that experience yet. We haven't delivered for them, so we're working with LGBTQ advisors, including transgender activist Andrea James and Glad, to help us address this important demographic. 
This is not only the right thing to do for our users, it's the right thing to do, period. Yeah. Yes. Okay. <laughs> but, okay, great theory. But let's put it into practice. So what does that look like? I've never been on Tinder. I don't ever want to be on Tinder. Do you want to be on Have you been? Tell me. I, have, I haven't been on Tinder because I thought it was just for straight people. <laughs> I do. I really thought it was just for straight people. Okay, so I know that the whole joke is the swipe right, swipe yeah, left. Yeah. It says if you're interested or yeah. not. And I don't want to be cocky. I'm, <laughs> I'm happy that I met my wife. You are happily married, honey. Okay. You don't have to worry about it. But I'm, but I'm saying <laughs> that I'm happy that we didn't have to go through. Um, I know people who, who met each other on online mm-hmm. dating. I'm very happy. Not putting anybody down. Mm-hmm. But thank God I didn't have, didn't to, have go to go through, through the internet. Yeah. And I know it's a wild, wild world yeah. out there. Yes. And I don't even want to hear about your experience because I'm your mother. Ooh. But, um, <laughs> but I, yeah. So does that mean that people who are gay, queer, transgender are able, because, I mean, here's the thing, your gender identity and your sexual orientation are two, two different, different things. Two different things, yeah. So that's where I'm saying the theory sounds great, but how yeah. are we putting this into put practice? practice? Yeah, I want to see how that's going to work. Um, obviously, he he's not doing it himself. His mm-hmm. team is not doing it. He's going through, you know, the right people to, to um, make sure he labels stuff correctly and it looks right mm-hmm. and sounds right. Because it's going to um, be a whole algorithm thing, right? Yeah. Like Mm -hmm. you put in all your things you're into. Like, how do you, how does it match you up? Right. We don't know. No, no. Yeah. How does Grindr match you up? You don't. don't. Girl, but it's like, they just say, okay, he's 10 feet away. (laughs) Yeah. They hook you up. Okay. So you said you don't know anything about it. (laughs) Well, I know about it because he told me about it because I'm driving across a bridge well, you're and all of a sudden his phone's all beep, beep, beep. I'm like, what the hell is that? He's like, oh, my grinder's going off. I was like, I'm going to throw your phone out the okay. window. Well, you're saying you don't want to know anything. Can you let him tell us about all the different things? Maybe somebody listening wants to learn about it. You're right. like, every, you know, everything you're saying, you're like, well, I'm your mom. Don't tell us anything. Right. So, I'm not so I, anything. if people listening right now are going, shut up. Let okay, him tell us okay, something. Tell me something. As producer Shar. So I think what they're going to do, how they're going to match people is, because he's saying he doesn't want to single anybody out and be, he wants to be non-conforming. So um, my thing is he's probably going to go the grinder route, which is, because um, with Tinder, my, a lot of friends are on it. I, mm. I, don't, I haven't been on it, but from what they tell me, it's not, on, it's not based on location. It's based on, um, like, what you put in, like, your information and your mm-hmm. details and your interest, and they match you up like that. Right. Okay. Um, so, I think with Tinder, they're going to um, probably pick you off, you know, off a of Jack and Grinder with um, location-wise. Mm-hmm. And they're probably going to put FTM or MTF or... Well, Tinder's trying to be, like, you know, it's supposed to be just the casual hookup app, right? Or Tinder? Or like... Yeah. No, Tinder is like, like more like dating. dating. They're like dating. Okay, because some people have told me it's like a hookup thing for straight people. It's like grinder for straight people. But yeah. I think maybe but I, think, just... I think that's POF is like the hookup. Oh. What's hookup. POF? Plenty of fish. <gasps> you haven't heard of that one? I've heard of that one. Because a lot of straight women are on it. But what about all the FetLife people? Is FetLife an app now too? Like the I people. think it is, but that's more like community board. Like, yeah, you find people who are in the same thing as you, but, um, with, 
with Tinder, yeah, I guess it's dating and hookup. Like, I, people have told me, like, oh, and they that's were the confused. Other thing. Like, yeah. oh, I found a match, but then are we just going to go on a date? Right. Quote, or are we hooking are we up? Because Grindr is, like, very clear. It's very clear. It's like, okay. But you do get a lot of people that want to date. Yeah. And some people are on there, and there's a lot of couples on Couples looking for a third? Yeah. Or just doing their own thing? No, couples looking for a third. So weird. Um, Well, I just lost my train of thought. (laughs) I (laughs) believe it's called a threesome. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, okay, so Tinder is going to get more queer friendly. That's what the CEO is saying. Yeah. Okay, we're going to do some investigative research. (laughs) We're going to put Omar on Tinder. (laughs) No, we're not. Yeah, he's going to be on Tinder. Don't you want to be on the investigation? No, we're going to talk to some people who are on Tinder and ask their experience. But he should go in as the investigative reporter instead of just doing Grindr. (laughs) Well, hold on. Wait a minute. Can we stop saying Grindr? Okay, well, all of it needs to just be <laughs> deleted. Her, her eyeballs just fell out. Because it gives me, like, agita talking about it with my son. I'm all but, hot and sweaty. Right? But bottom line, anything... I think I that Omar's me, dating thing should be talking about masculinity and femininity. I think, actually, we should... Uh, it should be investigative reporting... His dating life. Can he bring us home the right son-in-law? I don't, he doesn't hard. need to right now. <laughs> He's 23. Oh, oh, God. Is Slow down. Okay, so anyway, back it up. Tinder's CEO is talking about making... I'm not that teasing. I want grandchildren. No, I'm no not right now. <laughs> Tinder's CEO is talking about making his app more gay-friendly. Yeah. And my question is... Yes, I'm always supportive of somebody being more sensitive and aware, but how does that play out on a hookup app? And how do you, you know, anyway, wow, are we yeah, boring you? The I'm article so that I'm reading about it is on, it's on Huffington Post, um, Gay Voices. Um, there's really no really big info. That was all the, that Okay, was all well, we'll ask people. <laughs> we'll ask the people. You know, because I've heard, I've heard really fun things and I've heard really like nightmare things. And, um, I always thought it was really funny that Broad City episode where they they she's swiping the wrong way and then her friend decides when all of them show up she's gonna charge admission to the party anyway um so yeah and what's the upswipe mean there's no upswipe there it, it, there's it was upswipe. it was on the show yeah it means something I think it means, like you send them like their direct message yeah the I mean, upswipe, like you super duper like them I think. I don't know what I'm talking about. Anyway. Apps. And that's the issue with... Let me just say one just one last thing on gay dating online. Um, it's always... <laughs> you just don't know if it's a hookup or if it's a real date. Well, with gay men, it's not that hard to figure out. Gosh, just dang. be mean. <laughs> dang. He said dang. Oh, well. When Omar busts out a dang, it's pretty dang bad. I mean, I've lived with gay men a long time ago. Back in the day when you used to call a 1-800 number. And you'd be like, oh, I'll be right back. Well, you just crush his hopes and dreams. <laughs> like, he, like, he's, like, trying to say that he hopes that every day. I hope it gets better. I just hope it gets better. Yeah, more. of course. Where, people, where gay men can just date where more. People, yeah, they are how just it starts out, for, How it starts like, out with gay men is you have sex first, then you date. Right. 
that is just that's just how it goes. And okay, we're off that subject, so let's oh. go on to something else. <laughs> <laughs> Next, we're gonna have to move him to a small town. We're out here. We're out here. We're in a small town. Oh lord. Um. Yes, he is looking for a very nice man, and you. Okay, have, no, we're we're moving on. And I so. have my shotgun, and I'll be interviewing you <laughs> to let you date my son. Oh lordy! So gays in space. What? 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 <laughs> this is a What's going on? on? <laughs> that sounds like a, like a RuPaul show. What is it? But so they're um, constantly because they've been sending a lot more people into space and trying to send more people out into space, and um, and it makes you gay. No, <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I know they they're screening people like I guess they want to want to send straight people out into space. So this representative. Let me get his name so you guys could troll him on Twitter. Okay. <laughs> right it down. His name is Louis Gomert. J-O-H Mert. How do you spell it? L-O- J-O Louis I-E. Okay. Gobert. Gomert. G-O-H-M-E-R-T. God, he sounds like one of those things that like you're a salamander and then you're a frog. <laughs> but in between you're a Gomert. He looks like he looks like a Gomert. Oh, okay. So he doesn't want any gay astronauts. He doesn't want any gay astronauts. He doesn't want gay people in going up well, into space. Well, screw Gomert is what I. This is what say. he said. I'm gonna move to who. He's I'm a Congress he person. Said. He's in the first district. Yeah, of who? Republican. What, what state? Uh, don't they blocked it out? I can't see it. Oh, to protect him. But um, let's see. So they said he thought. Um, gays were attacking the natural law and that the <laughs> human race or the human mankind is not appropriating with the same sex couples and we need to stop promoting LGBT people. What, what the hell does he have to do with like NASA in space? Could I guess they, they, they were going to send out this couple, the same sex couple into space. Oh, there were a couple? Yeah, it was a couple that they were going to send I want to see that reality show. And he scuffed. Were they men or women? <laughs> they were men. They were men. Ah, and, um, and Talk he, about grinding. Can you imagine, like, Cam and Mitchell in space? <laughs> <laughs> For Modern Family? No. Oh, that would be a good episode. They should make that. Gaze in space. Gaze okay, in Louis space. Gomert, we're coming for you. <laughs> we're going to see what you have to say. Come on, gay so space. That would be fun. Wait, I'm going to keep reading. So, Gomer asked, if you could decide that 40 people you put on the spacecraft that would save humanity, how many of those would be same-sex couples? Less than a year after he made those remarks, a planet was hatched to send exactly 40 gay people into space to put his hypothesis to, to the test. Who would oh have known God. that it would be it would be a, necess- a necess- necessity? When the United States Civil War II broke out, an international chaos ensured threats of nuclear annihilation. Annihilation. Annihilation <laughs> caused us to speak. Wait, what are you reading? <laughs> are you reading like the Inquirer or something? <laughs> the Civil War, Civil Defense. Okay, no, I got you. We're, okay. we're gonna we're gonna look up Lewis Gomert and see what the hell he's so cranky about with gays in space. Because gays would be fun in space, and gays can go anywhere. He actually said he thought we would die out, but he was wrong. 
Oh, because Diana. we don't make babies. Yeah. Oh, God. But it's also bisexual, and if everybody's up in space, <laughs> who knows who's going to end up screwing who? Right. Like, how? People probably turned gay. There's probably, like, a Russian astronaut who fell in love with, like, an American mm-hmm. astronaut. Maybe they should do studies when they come back and they decompress them. And right. They, they might turn gay while and they're And have rainbow-colored blood. <laughs> We're getting silly. We're getting loopy. All right. This has been the Jack and Marmar show. We're going to come at you again past the California primary. Right now, Monday night, we are taping our show. It's presumptive nominee Hillary Clinton making history. Making history, people. Thank you for listening. We'll see you next time. Bye.